everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Alternate Oscars. I'm your host, Gabe Warren, and then with every episode, I, along with a special guest, will be celebrating and awarding our favorite films of each year, starting in 1928 going onwards. We'll discuss our, well, we'll be celebrating and awarding our favorite films of each year, starting in 1928. We'll discuss our brief thoughts on each film we nominate and comment on the actual Oscar year and some fun details on the ceremony. A few rules we always follow. We'll be strictly following the reminder list of eligible releases. Those can be found on the website and the Oscar goes too. The amount of categories will also change and evolve over time. That's the sort of time that these categories evolution time. This time we're going to be doing another um, sort of Oscar predictions episode. This time joining me will be Amanda Spears. Amanda, welcome to this podcast. Um, I'm so excited to be discussing the current state of the Oscars with you. Thank you. This is going to be fun. So what I was thinking we could do is like go over the nominees and then discuss um, like some BAFTA, like what BAFTA means, Critics' Choice means, and just the overall fiasco of every ceremony this year. Um, that's what I had in mind, but we can go in any direction we want. Sure. So, um, just um i guess we could go over the nominees first so um at the oscars the nominees for best picture belfast coda don't look up drive my car dune king richard licorice pizza nightmare alley the power of the dog and west side story um so are we both in agreement that the power of the dog is probably going to win well, it, it looks like it's going to be the winner. Now, there's one guild left that hasn't weighed in, and that's the Producers Guild. Uh, now, let's say the Producers Guild, for example, throws us another monkey wrench and they give their best picture to Coda. Uh, then I think you're going to see a lot of us jump ship from, D- from the power of the dog to Coda. Because uh, right now, uh, the Power of the Dog has the Globe, the Critics' Choice, BAFTA, and DGA. But CODA does have the SAG Award. So if the SAG, if PGA should go to uh, CODA, that could be an indicator that in a popular ballot, because they do use that ranked ballot system that, uh, that the Oscars use, that CODA could be the more populous choice because it's not so much all the number one votes you get, it's who do you put number two and three? And whether anyone wants to admit it or not, CODA is a movie that's probably not gonna be a lot of people's ninth or 10th choice. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And my like immediate thoughts are, if Coda were to win Best Picture, we can throw a lot of like historical stats out of the window, like editing, directing, um, below the line text, just in general. Because this movie only has three nominations for Picture, Sporting Actor for Troy Kotzer, and Adapted Screenplay. And yes, but not- it's also almost predicted to win both Adapted Screenplay yeah. and yeah. and Supporting Actor. So. That's we'll that's the other that's yeah. the other thing that you have to remember is we've seen a lot of films lately 
not need editing or directing to win. You need to win writing. Writing is almost more important than directing if you're going to win picture True. now. So True. if it's going to win writing and Troy Coatser is going to win supporting actor, then it looks really, really good for it to go three for three. Definitely. Um, the, the aspect of it all that I find kind of exhausting is just the discourse that is now circling not just Coda, but a lot of nominees for um, this year. Um, people are like, <laughs> there's a certain subset on film Twitter that is somehow, for some reason, upset about that Coda seems like it could win Best Picture. Like, they can't wrap their heads around a, a feel-good movie that makes you feel good winning Best Picture or some... I don't know. Well, this happens every year. I mean, you're never the no one's ever going to please everyone. So that that's regardless of what film won, that would be a possibility. Unfortunately, you know, there's always discourse this time of year, but that's life. So I think the the funny thing is is that after all these years of Netflix finally trying to win a major award, and Netflix has been trying to win major awards since you know the early, the mid 2000s with the Emmys. And it finally last year had a, the Emmys that wanted picking up two big series wins. And they're like, finally, we've got the momentum. It's going our way. And then they get to this year and everything lines up perfectly for them. Except there's this feel good movie on Apple TV plus <laughs> that's just out there to destroy their lives. Cause Apple, yeah. I mean, Netflix will lose their minds if they lose this award. To another streaming service. To, to another streaming service, because think of it this way. Everybody wants to be first. So Hulu was first to win an Emmy, just to go over all of this. Hulu was the first to win an Emmy first for a continuing series with The Handmaid's Tale for drama. Amazon was the first to win for comedy series with Mrs. Maisel. And then the first to have two winning series with Fleabag. And then we had this long wait for Netflix to finally win for the crown and to finally win, be the first streaming service to win for limited series with the Queen's Gambit. And now it's like everything's finally lined up. They got the right director at the right moment. It's, it seems like it's finally just aligned perfectly for them after they've spent like half a million, half a billion dollars, a billion dollars on trying to do this. They finally got... They finally got everything perfect. They're not overdoing their campaign, which is, you know, part of what happened with Roma. And now there's this really, you just can't help but love Coda. People can't help but love that movie. It makes every, I mean, there's not a person I know who's seen that movie and hates it. <laughs> I mean, you would have, there'd have to be something kind you know. I can't imagine it getting a lot of nine, 10 votes, whereas the power of the dog could be a little bit more um, divisive. True. That could be true. Um, I'll admit that um, at least from what I've heard, I haven't seen that reaction for power of the dog, but. Well, it's we not going to be through. beloved. It's not going to get a lot of rewatches. If you look at some of these films, yeah, it's not the most rewatchable one. It's one of those things where maybe you see it's it once. It's slow burn. It's 
Um, yeah. It's supposedly inaccessible, which I find um, I find kind of a weird argument, but I get that it's not for everyone. Whereas this family seems like they could be the family next door in Coda. Yeah. There's something just lovely about that film. It's my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, it's a lovely movie. Um, so, um, uh, something else I want to do is, um, were there any films from this uh, year that you think deserve to be nominated for Best Picture but didn't? Um, not really. I think they did a pretty decent job. Uh, I would have liked to see maybe the tragedy of Macbeth get in or the lost daughter but i think that comes down to these both apple tv and netflix being a little bit more strategic and not trying to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks kind of just going with okay this is our film we're pushing the power of the dog okay coda's our movie we're going this way and you can't say it's not worked for them yeah um I um personally I would have loved seeing um passing nominated Tragedy of Macbeth in the Heights. Probably my favorite musical of twenty twenty one. Also Tick Tick Boom. Anything to get Don't Look Up out of there. I do not like Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up just has the kind of cast that just everybody just kinda just ticked off. That's that's what yeah. it has going for it. Yeah. It, the, the movie should have been a lot better for the cast it had and and that's mm-hmm. that was kind of like what you got all those people together and that's the best you could do the warning signs were there like from the moment like the first clips clips were shown like yeah, yeah. this is probably not gonna be great but i do get how you get like a sugar high afterwards and might check it off in your your top 10 but so i'm not gonna i'm not i don't really like to a lot of the movies i think they did a decent job i'm surprised yeah. and I'm, I'm sure we'll see an animated film back in a top 10 soon but i was a little surprised that um encanto didn't get in yeah i do wonder how it must have been it must have been close in, i think that yeah. one was probably in the top 12 if it got yeah. it did pretty decently so yeah so um Next, we have director where the nominees are Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Um, it looks like Jane oh. Campion's going to win this. Oh, yeah, yeah, because there's no one even close to her in this race. And I love that she's finally going to get to beat Steven Spielberg. Like, yeah. I mean, he deserved to win for Schindler's List, but now it's like, hey, Steven. A rematch. I got it. Yay for me. So, but I, I think the one thing we know now is that if you're in the best international feature front runner, just go ahead and pencil that person in for, for the director spot. We've seen it too many times in a row. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But otherwise this is a, this is a big boy, big girl category. It's like, oof. yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, but I'm happy for Jane Campion, first woman to be nominated multiple times. So it's it's going to be great to see her finally get her due. Definitely. 
Netflix second directing win. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to um briefly bring it up. Um, how surprised were you when Denny Villeneuve? I just want to ask that. I wasn't that surprised, if I'm honest with you, because when I was looking at the year ahead of time and when I made my my initial idea of rankings, I was like, okay, Campion, Brana, Villeneuve. Then, of course, I put in Hamaguchi as fifth, and then I think I had PTA. I thought Spielberg would be the one to miss. But anyways, I think that's the problem, is sometimes the worst place to be is the person you'd put in third. So I think that's kind of the same thing yeah. with like Bradley Cooper. He was in third. And I think there wasn't enough passion to get him that get him those number one and two votes that you obviously need. I think if they just checked off five names, he probably would have been in there. Yeah. But it's 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 a shame for him. But I think Dune will probably finish the night as the as the um winning is film. Yeah, five or six trophies easy. Yeah. It's going to do like a Mad Max. Yeah. And just speaking in terms of directors who, I'm wish, who I wish were nominated, um, I would have given uh, some nominations as nominations to Zola. I think Jenny Sabravo. Um, um, that would have been a lovely inclusion. Um, if I just had a balance. Um, are there any uh, um, contenders that you think should have made it? Um, no, I'm pretty good with this list. Like, I, I, of course, thought Denis knew, but, you know, when you do sci-fi movies the way he does and the way Christopher Nolan does, it's really hard to get in there sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea and unfortunate for him. There were a lot of heavy hitters in there. I can't even say for sure he was six because you do have, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the brother. One of the co, I always get the Cohen uh, Joel brothers Cohen. mixed up. Joel. Yeah, I always get them mixed up. The Cohen brother in there. You know, there were a lot of heavy hitters in this list. Not to mention you've got Rebecca Hall or Maggie Gyllenhaal. So it's hard for me in a year where there's so many, so many like that, that to say he was even number six in this list, it would be six. So yeah. it's, it's hard. It's hard when they're that good. I mean, this is kind of Brenna's second nomination too. That's a rarity for an actor to be nominated twice in this category. And he wisely, um, like he, he did a trick that um that Jordan Peele and Greta Gerwig um mastered is not directing themselves because that's something I noticed where uh, actors who direct themselves tend to be snubbed the most. Mm, not really. I mean, not typically. Not not typically. I mean, his first nomination, he was nominated for both actor and director, so you you can't say that historically. But that was but... back in. Um, 1989 before yeah but we we have it's it's a if you look at the academy as a whole that's kind of an iffy stat that's more of a new thing we've seen with actors not being in their projects that they're directing which might 
be a little easier to separate them from being an actor, but that that's more of a new trend we have we've seen. It's going to be hard to see overall how that works itself out. There's not enough data yet because I think Jordan Peele has pretty much quit acting. Yeah. So, um, for Best Actor, um, our nominees are Javier Bardem and Beans Ricardo's and Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield, Dick Boom, Will Smith, King Richard, and Denzel Washington in Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, Will Smith's winning this, isn't he? I mean, he, at this point, he's won everything. The one place, and I get why he didn't go to BAFTA. He probably thought Benedict Cumberbatch would take it being British, but that's like his ninth loss. He's never won a BAFTA award. Um, I hate him so much. I think he's, he's never won, won on the on TV the... side. He's never he... won on the TV side. Let me look. I, I was just checking this a few days ago. He, they do I not thought... like him. Oh my goodness. No, he, he did win one for Patrick Melrose on the TV side. Oh, well, that must... I haven't checked that in a while, but still for as many things as he's been nominated for to have only one but they they do not like him it's really the one chance benedict cumberbatch had to to take this and to move the needle a different way yeah he 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 still lost everybody it's it's unfortunate that the narrative is it's just will smith's turn this isn't his best performance um, personally, I would give this to Denzel Washington because I was just moved by what he did. He's acting circles around everyone in this category, personally. But uh, yeah, it's Will Smith. He'll give a great speech. And it's, you know, yeah. it's just his turn. It's his turn. And I'm fine yeah, with that. Yeah, same here. Um, it's hard to not be fine with it when he's he's given so many he's given so many great performances he's given people so much joy. Fresh Prince, he's one of the biggest stars on the planet. He gave a yeah. speech at SAG that moved everyone. Yeah, see Tom Cruise, you can try acting again. Yeah, they'll award you. <laughs> we'll forget about your Scientology weirdo stuff. <laughs> at least we don't need to go there. <laughs> we don't need to go there. Hmm. Yeah, um, personally, I would have picked Andrew Garfield from this lineup, but I think Andrew Garfield was going to be have a hard road. That that movie is a little on the divisive side itself. Yeah. It's a very it's a very um, uh, inside Broadway. You've got to really know who this person is, and you know, be on board for that. So that was going to be difficult. It, this was really unfortunate. It's, it's unfortunate Denzel Washington's been in this position before with flight, where it's like, how is he not getting any more attention than just being a nominee? But his third will come. His third will yeah. come. I would love to see him with Francis McDormand again. Those two were amazing together. Yeah. I want to see him work with Angela Bassett again. So. Oh, I want to. That would be fun. I love Angela Bassett. Yeah. And um, the best actress, or, or not, our nominees are just Chastain oh. and The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman and The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz and Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman and Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart and Spencer. Um, I think just 
Jessica Chastain is probably going to win this. Um, How stupid do the BAFTAs look? They couldn't land one yeah. nominee. I, I mean, I don't know what the hell they've done to their voting. I, I get that they were, I, they've never nominated Denzel Washington, which I'd love for somebody to explain that one. But the fact that they had like, what, seven nominees and couldn't land one. The good news for, for Jessica Chastain is that BAFTA could not help, couldn't throw Olivia Coleman or, you know, Nicole Kidman a lifeline. Each of them famously won at BAFTA after losing SAG and then went on to win. Yeah. But I do think that what we're going to see is another kind of, um, oh gosh, my, my time. We're going to see another kind of um, Iron Lady situation where it's going to win, co- it's going to win makeup and best actress. The problem for, for, you know, if we just go through the nominees, let's, let's look at Penelope Cruz. We always knew Penelope Cruz was a possibility. The problem was if they were going to award her, I really do believe they would have nominated uh, Parallel Mothers for, for um, international feature, considering, you know, they do love Pedro Almodovar. She's not a stranger to them. So I, I don't think she can win. Then you look at someone like Kristen Stewart, no BAFTA nomination, no SAG nomination. That's a hard thing to overcome. Personally, I always believed this was going to be like her welcome to the club. Like, okay, Twilight, thank you. But before we award you, we need just one more. Because we've seen that with Jennifer Lawrence and Emma Stone and Natalie Portman, where they all had you know, prior nominations before they won. And then you have Nicole Kidman, who came out early and won, won the Globe, but the Globe has no overlap, like literally no overlap with the Academy. Plus, I think they do really like her at, at the uh, Golden Globes. The HFPA does seem to like Nicole Kidman a lot. And then you have Olivia Coleman. who's never won an individual SAG award and you have Jessica Chastain and it seems like it's Jessica Chastain's to lose. The one good thing going for Jessica Chastain is none of the other nominees films are nominated for best picture, which is how are, how are we back here again? That none of these women's performances come from a nominated best picture for, for best picture. So that helps her because this makes the race an even playing field so i do think i do think what else helps her is she did just appear in that limited series scenes from a marriage so we've seen her kind of have two performances recently so i do think given that she did win a peer body award and considering bafta did us absolutely no favors thank you we we always really love it when you're absolutely no help to us at all um yeah i i kind of have to go with jessica chastain i wouldn't be surprised if anyone upset her but it does appear like one of those years where we see the actor or actress in the most makeup win 
And another lady from The Help will win. Who's left from The Help that hasn't won an Oscar um, after, after her? Mary Steenburgen already has one. So does Sissy Spacek. Bryce Dallas Howard, come on down. Yep. Um. So, yeah. They're running out of actresses from the Help to Award. We have to find another like ensemble lead act, actress led ensemble film to count down. It is like, just funny how they've all kind of recently started winning Oscars. You don't usually yeah. see that. You're like, oh my goodness. If Cicely Tyson could have just lived a little longer, she might have finally won. Like, oh my God. Oh goodness. Maybe we'll see somebody win another one. You never, you never know. Yeah. The way that, that cast is going through them. But yeah, I, I, I don't see any reason at this point not to predict Jessica Chastain, considering that none of her other competitors are from a Best Picture nominee. Yeah. So next we have supporting actor um, for the nominees are Sean Hines for Belfast. Troy Kotzer and Coda, um, Jesse Plemons in Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons in Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith in The Power of the Dog. I'm so happy. I, I'm so thrilled for for Cody for Troy Kotzer. He gives the performance of the year for in all of these nominated all of the nominated performances. If we could only give out one trophy, I would give it to him. He had he only says one word audibly in the whole movie. And I sat there crying for like 20 minutes. I have no problem admitting it. I I love it. Uh, I think what um, Marley Matlin did, which basically was sacrifice any chance of herself getting nominated to get him in here. And he's he's gonna win. He's got BAFTA, he's got SAG. I think Cody Smith McPhee's biggest problem was he's just, he's a little on the young side. Yeah. The youngest winner is um, 20 years old. So he would have been the second youngest winner. And this is a category, you know, before you accuse me of being an ageist, if you just go scroll through some of the winners, you're like, yeah, one of these isn't like the others. Yeah. I hate that. I kind of hate that um, actors are punished for their age for being too young. Um, but we also see it. So we we've also seen it on on the other side where it's like best actress is like a beauty pageant and they prefer younger. Yeah. So we they're getting better at it. It's just that you know I love what Cody Smith McPhee did, but he's going to get another opportunity at this. Yeah. They didn't award Leonardo DiCaprio when he was up for what eating what's eating Gilbert Grape, and he was like six. He was like nineteen twenty. So it, if anything, it allows them the opportunity to fail and try different things and not have to tote around that um, yeah. Academy Award winner for the rest of his career. So people won't be like, what happened if he makes a lemon next? Which I don't think he will, but you never know. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think Troy Coatser will give us a great, great moment up there on stage so i'm i'm happy you don't like story quotes sir 
Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course. That's gonna he's say. actually. He's yeah. He's my favorite of the lineup as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm gonna be so happy for him. Definitely. Um, so supporting actress. Um. Uh, our nominees are Jesse Buckley for Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench in Belfast, Kirsten Dunst in The Power of a Dog, and Anjanou Ellis King Richards. I just feel so bad for Katrina Balf. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, like, I thought if he, I really thought if he'd gotten that Oscar nomination and somehow upset at, at BAFTA, she might have been in a good position to sneak off with this, but that clearly was not to be. Um, I don't get, I, I, maybe it's just me, but I don't get the Ariana DeBose, how easy it's been for her. I think she gives a good performance. I don't, I just don't think it should have been that simple. Yeah. Um, I guess I never thought about, um, how she, um, was just able to just steamroll through the comp uh, through the season, but I'm not going to begrudge her that because she's a great West Side Story. Yeah, I think um, she's good. I just, you know, I I I, did, I just can't believe how easy it's been considering they did award Rita Moreno, but it, it appears to be the collective award that they're going to give West Side Story. So yeah fine let's let's just get on with it and we're done do best yeah. supporting actress first don't <laughs> yeah we just had such a sweet win last year so i guess it's you know I these things are kind of cyclical i just think it's crazy how katrina about got in everywhere and yet she was passed over for judy dench yeah, I mean, Judy Dench is an Academy favorite, so I'm I'm a little surprised we didn't see this coming. Yeah, but it it's I I would have thought if we would have seen a BAFTA nomination, I think most of us would have been like, okay, here we go. The fact that yeah. BAFTA ignored her and went with Balf, I, I I'm just surprised. I'm surprised they didn't nominate both. I thought she was going to get a BAFTA nomination. Frankly, yeah. Like, I was really surprised when Jesse Plummons got in at BAFTA. And then when he got in at, at, at the Oscars, I'm like, okay, I don't really get the appeal of him personally. I've seen everything he's been in. They're having like a mini. You know what I realized? Do you watch Fargo on FX? Like, Fargo on oh, FX. No. Fargo on FX has never won an acting award, but now they've got three of their performers up for for Oscars, because they've had uh, Jesse Buckley, she was in the last season, Kirsten Dunst obviously was in season two, and so was so was Jesse Plummins, so they're having like a little mini Fargo <laughs> reunion. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that, honestly, what, what really surprises me overall is that the power of the dog shows to push Cody Smith-McPhee and not Kirsten Dunst, because I think they could have gone with the look She's a well-adjusted child, former child star. Like, let's hold her up and make an example of that. We don't screw them all up. Mm-hmm. 
personally, I, I was a little surprised we didn't see her somewhere along the way make make a mark. Yeah. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I, I think that's almost the power of the dog's mistake. But she'll get her. Um, I'm sure she'll get um, her moment sometime. Well, you, you never know. People always say that, and I'm like, well, you never know. This, this could yeah. be it. So it, it's, it's just a little surprising that they, they pushed him and didn't try going with her because she's worked for so long. But, you know, this, maybe this will be her first nomination. Um, so for original screenplay, we have um, next is original screenplay where we have Belfast, Don't Love Guffs, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and the worst person in the world. Oh, the worst person in the world. If, if you were the only international film with a a writing nominee with another nomination, you you would be in decent spot. Um, I'm trying to see where looks here. We're doing an original screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's Paul Thomas Anderson's, but I could see them going with Kenneth Branagh still. As kind of the let's this is the award we're gonna give him. But it's hard when he didn't win BAFTA. That's kind of the yeah, that, that, that is... should have been the place where they really should have gone for it. And the fact that they still went with Paul Thomas Anderson. It's it's kind of it's a bummer for him because he started off this year with so much momentum, winning yeah. the winning the winning this the audience prize at uh, TIFF. So yeah, it's probably going to be um, Paul Thomas Anderson's first Oscar, which I'm thrilled about. Oh, yeah. It's, you forget that some of these people don't have Oscars. That's always the hard thing is you just assume Paul Thomas Anderson has won an Oscar by now. And then you're like, oh, wait, no. No, he hasn't. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough race. But I could see it going either way. Um, these are two, when I make predictions, two, one of the things I always look at are the precursors and then also the films that are nominated for Best Picture. Sometimes when you see an upset, it's always a Best Picture nominee. So unfortunately for this, it just kind of eliminates the worst person in the world. The rest of them are Best Picture nominees. But yeah, so I, I would go with Licorice Pizza. It, it's probably just his turn to win an Oscar. Um, so, uh, yeah, read on there. Screenplay. Adapted screenplay for the nominees are Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. So The Lost Daughter, thank you for playing. Same, same thing, you know, not up for this. Those are the only two categories since they've expanded the best picture field where you absolutely have to win best, you have to be nominated for best picture. The rest yeah. of them other than director have had a one-off here or one-off there. These two, no, sorry, you've got to be nominated for best picture, which makes sense since there are more than five. Um, I think it's, I think this is Coda. I mean, she's New Zealand. She's from New Zealand. She's a past winner. It's a little odd that the Brits didn't want to like, you know, throw a mini coronation for her. 
they awarded the yeah. power of the dog, but they didn't like go overboard where you're like, okay, clearly they're clearly because, yeah, they could have really gone overboard where it's like, okay, clearly they're going with the accent. We've seen that in the past. Mm-hmm. This we haven't seen that yet. So, so I, I I'm gonna go with Coda. I think Coda is riding a wave of momentum that people ha- aren't taking seriously. Yeah, I agree. And it's probably and when you're already guild. Yeah. Well, the Writers Guild is the least helpful of all the guilds. I mean, no disrespect, but they have very specific award, specific rules as far as how, as far as um, who's eligible to be nominated. So they're not the biggest help going in. I, I would take anything they do with a grain of salt and a double look at who was also nominated. So, yeah, it's probably going to be Coda. Um, and that's what helps and, it win best, helps it stay alive for a best picture win because we're confidently predicting it to win two awards already. So it's like, yeah. why not go three for three? And it's the award that um, propelled the father to win the same category. I'm sorry, what was that? Um, it's, it's the same award that propelled the father to win the same category. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think we all, myself included, I, I try to make my predictions based on pure fact, but the problem with that is, you know, I'm a human being and I, I wanted to see Chadwick Boseman win, even though I knew historically it's, it's just not, it's not likely because they're not known to be an overly sentimental group. And it's like, then it's like, okay, if they really loved Chadwick Boseman, why didn't they nominate the picture? Because they loved it enough to give it like five nominations, including, you know, Viola Davis, who was a serious threat to win Best Actress. He didn't win BAFTA, which if you're not going to be nominated for Best Picture, you've got to sweep everything. And then they didn't nominate him for Supporting Actor, where we knew there was that open spot because they put Lakeith Stanfield in there. So all of that left the door widely open for that upset. It's just unfortunate the way everything went down yeah but i have heard now that you brought that up i have heard that um anthony hopkins is presenting which makes me wonder if if olivia coleman's going to win i'm not going to change my predictions but it, it wouldn't i mean obviously he wouldn't know but um yeah i'm a little curious but i thought anthony hopkins dealt with it really well saluting yeah. Chadwick Boseman, you know, I I think you get up to a a certain point in age in your life. And if you don't want to go to these things, you just shouldn't be obligated to. He's Anthony fucking Hopkins. If he doesn't want to go, he doesn't want to go. Yeah. So it, yeah. I mean, the fact that he was nominated the prior year, probably you got me on these, got me on this tangent, probably helped him because he was nominated, remember, for supporting actor the year before. So. Yeah, it's. I'm sorry. Am I like going off? I'm. Oh uh, no, start worries. One no thing. worries. You start one thing with me, and I'm like, I just give me a name, and I'll see how I can connect them. But <laughs> yeah, I think Drive My Car did really well. Yeah. Um. Oh, I was, we all know I was it's going to win foreign language uh, international feature. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I this guess is the first time. To... Um. 
yeah, we don't even need to do international feature. Like we know what's going um, on. I, uh, I will say this. Um, they used to, before they had the competitive category, gave out uh, just like um, an honorary Oscar for a foreign film, foreign language film every year. And there's only three countries that won. Stop me if this is boring for you. And it was France, Italy, and Japan. And of course, France and Italy have had multiple Best Picture nominees. So this is the first time that Japan, one of those countries that they singled out just to award uh, got a, it's got a um a best picture film nomination so that's kind of cool yeah not all of my facts are super helpful but they are facts you know yeah they're out there so um do we agree that Encanto is going to win the animated feature uh yeah now typically I would tell you there's two categories uh since you mentioned um animated film where you really have no, you go in with no benefit from being a best picture nominee. We've seen since they expanded the field that if you're in the best picture lineup, you're almost more deserving of an Oscar than any other film. So, but except for two categories where either they, where you really have, you really come in on an even playing field and that's best song and best costume design so usually i would tell you yeah encanto is winning best picture best animated feature look out for for the song look out for it in song but not this year <laughs> we we've known for like three years that no time to die is going to win this category <laughs> but so yeah yeah it's um, it's kind of unfortunate as long as it's taken and as long as we've known it's going to win. It's like, okay. Yeah. Billie um, Eilish, come on down. Yeah. So agreed that Encanto is going to win and made feature No Time to Die is going to win original song. Um, yeah, typically that- I would tell you if, if you wanted to make a bold bet, best song and going with the Anna, because usually if it's not from a best picture nominee, Going with the song from the the animated feature winner is yeah, a I'm surprised good that, choice. I'm surprised that um that Encanto didn't as an also propel as an also carried along the Lin Manuel Miranda song with it. Well, I I feel like they I think they know they're going to get to Lin Manuel Miranda. I I think he's just a little overly out there right now because he's got this and Tick Tick Boom. Where maybe there's just a little overly saturated, where it's like, okay, we get it, you're talented. Whoa. Plus, it's been kind of decided for like years that she would win for this. I mean, they had her on the ceremony sing the In Memoriam song the year before this was a f- first originally supposed to be out. That's how much they were ready to, you know, welcome her. So it's yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like we all have to watch this play out and we've known who's going to win for a long time because obviously this song has been on the radio and I- I'm just glad the Academy didn't decide to do some like bullshit rule and like go, okay, the song's been out there too long to be a best picture. Be yeah. a- I was really waiting for them to like for the shit to hit the fan with that personally. And at least they like said, okay, it's not their fault that they released the song. And then two weeks later, the whole world shut down. So yeah. every now and then let's stop and applaud that they did do one thing right this year. 
So and Beyonce finally got her Oscar nomination. Yeah, yeah. Glad about that. <laughs> now can we just stop trying to make that happen? How many chances? I mean, how many times did it take her? Like, oh my goodness. Ay, ay, ay. So next we have original score. Um, our nominees are Dune, Don't Look Up, and Kanto, Parallel Mothers, and Power of the Dog. Yeah, this is one of those categories where we've only seen two instances where it hasn't gone to a Best Picture nominee, and I think this is where Dune starts. It's Paul. Yep. Um, uh, it just probably like Dion is... Zimmer's second Oscar, his first since yeah. The Lion King. Yeah, it's, it's about time. Johnny Greenwood will get his moment. Rest easy, Johnny Greenwood fans. You know, sometimes it takes a little longer, and that doesn't mean it's 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 any less sweet. Yeah. I mean, some people get it on their first try. But, you know, that's not everyone's story. But he's getting close. He's getting closer yeah. to it. Okay, this is so, a pretty good category. Yeah. Yeah. Encanto. Yeah, this is a really good category. So our nominees for sound are Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Well, um, the good news for, for No Time to Die is there is a precedence for a Bond film to tie so that's probably the best they can help for this is unfortunately one of those categories that does prefer you know it's going to prefer a best picture nominee but also you want to go with the loudest film in the category or a musical clearly it's not going to be west side story this is going to be another one of those awards where where dune starts to rack it up i'm surprised that um uh, no, that West Side Story hasn't provided more of a threat to Dune. That Dune has just steamrolled this award. Yeah, I Given think this is typically... one where, where if there were two categories, we might see like sound mixing go to West Side Story and sound editing to Dune. But because you've got it all wrapped up into one, it's Dune. It's just the loudest film in the category. So there you go. We get it. I kind of missed like the 2017 ceremony where we had, um, where we were kind of surprised by both sound categories. We thought Hacksaw Ridge would win sound editing, but that went to Arrival. We went, we thought, well, oh, Arrival. I, I liked Arrival's win for that category because it yeah, proved same. the difference between the two. And Arrival was about sound and communication, and they had to make up that language for those aliens. So I, I kind of like the arrival win, but yeah, I mean, Hacksaw Ridge is another classic. It's the loudest in the category. Look at us kind of a thing. The, the, the good news for No Time to Die is they, they could tie. It's happened. But that's the best they're hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> you could tie. We've seen that. <laughs> I, mean, that's, I mean, hey, I'm trying to put a positive spin on one of these. Um, so next we have 
um, production design where our nominees are Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Oh, well, I will say this, and I, I'm not trying to like screw up your order of things, but production design and costume design are birds of a feather. If you win one, your chances of winning the other actually improve. So Dune, uh, West Side Story are the only two nominated in both categories. And I think Dune's going to take production design. Yeah, same. I was holding a, a, a somewhat of hope out for Nightmare Alley, since that's just a such a showcase for production design. But clearly, if Nightmare, yeah, if Nightmare Alley was more nominated and Guillermo del Toro was in there, I think it would be kind of like the tech film that's going to go on the streak of four or five wins, like we've seen with Life of Pi or Gravity or Mad Max. But it's obviously this year it's Dune. So, unfortunately, I agree with you. I like Nightmare Alley. I thought it was very stylish. Yeah. It's beautiful to look at. I also kind of like the, I also kind of love the Power of the Dog nomination. I don't know how many people were predicting that, but it's one of those art direction nominees that doesn't have corresponding art director's guild nomination. So return for Grant Major after his work with Peter Jackson in the 2000s. Yeah, it's a good one. I like Tragedy of Macbeth, too. Probably my favorite of the nominees here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that I'm happy with those. Yeah. Um, Did I ruin your life by, t- by talking about costume design, too, also at the same time? Um. Oh no, you did. You did. Um, uh, we could just jump to the classroom design quickly. Um, because the nominees there are Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Um, well, I, I would point out that West Side Story won costume design in the sixties, so they're probably not going to go there again. I think Cruella's probably going to win this. It's won everything. Oh, that's the thing I have a problem with is that it. it the only problem I have with Cruella is that it's a Disney property and we've seen Disney have a lot of trouble winning this category. It's, I know it won the BAFTA, but you never win your pool going, playing it a hundred percent safe. And this is one where I could, I could see Dune going along for the ride. But again, this category does not favor, you, you get no additional bump for being a Best Picture nominee. And Cruella, is a, it's a movie about fashion. It's set in the 60s or 70s. It's, it is the flashiest of the costumes. But I'm not 100% sure that they're going to give a live action remake a win. Because we've seen the same problem with Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast, among others. There's two Snow Whites when you're nominated. We we haven't seen much luck with this. Yeah. I might say Doom just to be the person. Oh, I'm going to get my tabs off again. Um, 
So in cinematography, we have our nominees are Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and The West Side Story. This is hard for me. Um, the Tragedy of Macbeth might be my personal pick. Same. Um, again, only on one occurrence has this not gone to a Best Picture nominee, and that was Roger Deakins for Blade Runner 2049, where he really had that individual campaign for him. So that kind of eliminates at least two of the, or one of the five. Um, I really would love to see the power of the dog win this, to see the history being made. But I just, I just don't know. It's, it's tough because I don't know how many awards they're going to want to give Dune before it's like, okay, we've gone too far. Yeah. And Dune won the BAFTA. I, I want to. Yeah, Dune. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Dune cinematography. I like the other elements of the um, technical elements of the movie, but I think Dune just has bland cinematography. See, that's um, the problem I'm having with Power of the Dog as a front runner to win is that we don't have it winning a lot of these categories where it really should easily be doing so. Yeah, ASC is its last hope. If it ASC was a- is very very topsy-turvy as far as an indicator is concerned that and the editing guild are are the two where you're like mm, maybe maybe not it was the award that um predicted like the mank win last year well mank had had going in its favor being the most obvious cinematography in the category as well as like anyone who's taken film 101 has seen citizen kane and knows what knows this person is doing Gregory Tolan's from an homage to this. So I, I do, it's just that they don't have the best track record. I would love to pick Ari Wegner. I just, I don't know if I can do it. I really, I really don't. I don't know. It's, it's hard for me. It's really hard. I guess we'll have to sit back and, see what happens but for now i'm predicting dune um, right now i kind of have to predict dune i mean i'm I, that's the problem is how many awards is power of dog gonna win on the night right now yeah. it's looking like picture and director and that's not a good that's a it would low. be that would be that would be the first time it won just picture and director since 1938 which you can't take it with you yeah yeah that's that's a low low i mean we saw spotlight do it with only two but it won it went writing. It had the SAG. It had the support of the Screen Actors Guild behind it because it was song. It was a SAG ensemble win. It's got to pick up something else. Other that's the more we talk about this, the more I'm thinking I might go with Coda because it's like p- winning an acting award plus knowing the films won ensemble and winning writing makes me feel a lot better about it than it. You know, a film winning just director. And picture. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about this some more, but yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's really tough. What's up next? Um, we have makeup and hairstyling, um, which is the nominees are coming to America, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Kent Bay, and House of Gucci. Um, I just want to interject, um, 
I guess we can, when we talk about BAFTA, um, we can get more to Lady Gaga um, missing at the Oscars. But yeah, I just wanted to quickly, briefly bring up kind of the craziness of her snub. I, I wasn't surprised. I think the, the I, movie I think was Gun, divisive and her performance itself is probably divisive. Well, I think it's also one of those things where you start ranking them one, two, three. She probably yeah, got a lot of, about she probably got votes. a lot of number threes. And that's not enough. That's never gonna equal an Oscar nomination. They just ticked off five names. I, I think he probably would have been in there, but when you start ranking them, that's that's where you come up with a different set of nominees. But yeah, I, I'm going with the eyes of Tammy Faye. Jessica Chastain needs this film to pick up makeup and hair. And we've seen a lot of these singular wins where it's like it, the whole cast isn't makeup and hair, but there's this one character, Gary Oldman, Vice for Christian Bale. So yeah yeah um yeah agreed that it's probably gonna win makeup plus doom can't win that many awards before it's like okay that's that's too many like five is a five or six is a lot seven you get up there like "Uh -uh. Mm -mm, nope you gotta lose a few of these yeah (laughs) you can't win them all buddy yeah overkill buddy overkill (laughs) yeah it's like we get it um and then we have film editing where the nominees are Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom. Again, you almost, you, you have to be nominated for Best Picture, so Tick, Tick, Boom, thank you for playing. Um, oh God, I'm trying to think, how many do we have? Let me just think about this for a second. Cinematography. I'm just looking through this. I'm saying costume, production, score, sound, visual effects. That's already six. This is one where if Power of the Dog is going to make a move, and I don't think we've seen the Ace Awards come through yet. It's really got to, this is one where they've got to pick this up. They, if they could win film editing, director, then it starts looking more like a best picture winner. See, I was thinking that this could be where um where uh oh King Richard wins. It won the ace drama. Um films that win there typically have a good track record. Oh the ace have been the ace have gone out already. I didn't I have I'm a little behind. <laughs> See that's and, you know sometimes you get you get a headache or you get it sick around this time of year and you're like I know I missed something. Yeah, I I'm probably I'm predicting King Richard. Um, yeah. The, oh God, tick tick boom one. Uh, Ace comedy. No, I am a little surprised they didn't nominate Summer of Soul in here. That that's a little yeah. disappointing. It's been a long time since they've nominated a documentary, though. It the problem, it. the problem with the Ace Awards is the same problem we see often: is that when a film goes on the, one of these technical rampages, they will pick up editing. 
and you know a great example of this is captain phillips won won the ace but lost the oscar to gravity where if you were you know that film was masterfully edited it's it's hard it's really hard because the more you think about this the power of the dog should needs to pick up something and needs to pick up something other than director and I know some people are predicting it to win screenplay, but I, I don't know. Now, if it won screenplay, director, and film, yeah, that's not a bad, that's like a Birdman. But yeah, it's, it's not overwhelmingly the favorite the way it should be. Yeah. This is not good. It's not good. That's what's making me really think about Coda. Yeah. Um... I mean, the co see, the power of the dog should be able to run the let's give a female winner cinematography. It should be miles ahead in cinematography. I wonder if, like, Jane Campion, her presence has swallowed up the whole conversation around everyone else. It's possible, but they should have been, again, they, they probably picked the wrong actor to push. They, they went with Cody Smith with Fee when they probably should have tried Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. She's the right age. They could have gone with the, like, look, she's a well-adjusted, we talked about this, but she's a yeah. well-adjusted child star. Like, they don't all go snorting cocaine and end up killed or die, dead or, yeah. you know, in jail. They, but that's, yeah, I'm, I think I might go with Corella for costumes, but I'm still, it's like, how many of these is Dune going to win? And how many can the power of the dog realistically take? And that's the problem. This is where the most interesting award, and I don't mind when they start the ceremony with screenplay because it makes sense because you start with a script. But the most important award of the night might be a best adapted screenplay. That might tell us who's winning best picture. Definitely. Because there, there aren't very many opportunities. There aren't very many places where um, Coda is going to go up against the power of the dog because there's only three categories. We know Troy Kotzer is a lock. He's done. He's won BAFTA. He's won SAG. And the critics gave him the award to boot. And it seems like they're almost preferring the Coda screenplay to the power of the dog. So if that happens and Coda wins screenplay, you've almost got to believe that Coda could win Best Picture because then the power of the dog would need to take either cinematography or editing along with director to win Best yeah. Picture. That's, that's yeah. the best places it could do. It would be cinematography or editing. It would have to be able to top Dune in one of those yeah. places, and it's not the flashiest of films. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm not being disrespectful when I say that. It's, it's just it's not the yeah. loudest or the most obvious in any of those categories, and that's the problem. It, it would have to upset in one tech category. Pick your choosing. Yeah. Whereas, like, let's say Belfast does win Best Original Screenplay. Okay. Good for you, Brana. PTA, um, we'll, we'll get to you next time. That's not going to decide the race for best picture. Yeah. The same way a best adapted screenplay could decide the entire. <laughs> the writers love this. <laughs> They're the most important now. 
you don't need to be nominated for director if you can win screenplay anymore that's that's sadly the truth i mean i hate to use this comparison but we have seen green book and moonlight win screenplay supporting actor and picture granted they had a few more nominations than coda does i I hate using green book to compare anything to anything but you know i'm just saying statistically speaking you can win just three yeah definitely going Going three for three is hard, too. That's hard. So, yeah, I'm probably going to go King Richard. My only, uh, my only, like, uh, my, the only thing um, that in it, against it is that it's not up for editing. I mean, for sound. For sound. And we all know, like, the sound stat with editing. Since the Bourne Ultimatum, no film editing winner has been without a sound nomination. So that's... I'm going to go with Dune. I'm going to go with Dune because we've seen Life of Pi, Gravity, Mad Max. Um, Life of Pi didn't win editing. Argo did. Oh, that's right. Argo. That was Argo's big award. Sorry. I get them kind of mixed up, but we did see like, you know, Gravity, Mad Max, win editing, when really? Okay. Yeah, Dune could win. Dune well, seems like- a little bit flashier of an edited film. And but there the is those ace- tennis scenes in King Richard. I know, but the Ace doesn't have the best track record as far as, like, producing the winner. I mean, that's one of those guilds where you win and you're like, okay, maybe don't don't start planning your Oscar speech quite yet. It's kind of the same thing with the WGA. It's like, if you win and your two biggest competitors aren't in that category, it's like, maybe don't start predicting. Maybe don't start. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be difficult because... The power of the dog needs to pick up something else other than director. And Coda is in a situation where it can't lose. So um, we have uh, visual effects last, or the, um, but not least, of course, where the nominees are Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh yeah, this is simple. It's it's Dune. Yeah. When there, there there's not very many occurrences where there's the best picture nominee in this race, but when they are, they always win. So don't think twice. Fanboys, don't worry about the two Marvel films. This is Dune. I can't believe yeah. No Time to Die and its three hour time frame got in here. What in the world? I'm more surprised because Bond films typically don't get nominated mm. for visual effects. I mean, yeah. one of them did. I um, don't remember which one. I think it was Moonraker. It, I'm. I mean, this is this is one of those categories where there's one film from a Best Picture nominee and four others. <laughs> so it really doesn't matter. Don't, this isn't the place to make your bold prediction, folks. Yeah. Don't overthink this one. If you want to overthink adapted screenplay, that's the place to do it. Don't do it in visual effects. <laughs> that's why I'm like, didn't we cover this one? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we did. I thought we did it earlier. I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it's Dune. 
those were the Oscars. Um, and in terms of like people, I wish had been nominated. I wish Zola had been nominated in several categories. Would have given it picture, director, um, actress for both Riley Keough and Taylor Page, supporting actor Coleman Mango, adapted screenplay. Um, I wish the tragedy best had done better. Um, I even have my own alternate Oscar ballot for this year, so I can like pull up. Yeah, I had like Peter Dinklage, and I I loved him. Yeah, that film. Yeah, he's great. I would um, Javier Bardem should not be there. I saw Javier Bardem coming, so that doesn't. But you know what the problem is? Is the acting branch loves Aaron Sorkin so much that you can't. You know, it's like it's Aaron Sorkin. We love you because he is really an actor's actor's writer. Yeah. So I I saw that one coming. I'm like they they love Sorkin. When when I heard J.K. Simmons get nominated, I'm like, well. There's no way in hell Bardem's not in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, ben Affleck really, has to be sitting there realizing that they will nominate anyone before they will nominate him. Maybe he needs to be in a Sorkin movie. Well, I, I wasn't, I'm not the biggest fan of his, but um, yeah, it's like, okay. I, I feel kind of bad for um, Bradley Cooper. I thought he was great in Licorice Pizza. It just takes so long to get to him. Yeah. It's the same thing with um, almost Leonardo DiCaprio in Glorious Bastards, where you're like, "Wow, he's so great in that movie." No, but uh, it takes it. It takes two any... hours and. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Django Unchained. I get them all. I get all my movies confused <laughs> when I start talking. But it's like, yeah, it's like, wow, he's so great in that movie. Yes, but it takes two hours to get to him. It takes way too long to get to him before. If they'd cut the Sean Penn thing out of that movie, I think that movie would have a better chance. At being more competitive in a lot of these races. Yeah. <sighs> Two-time Oscar winner. Just cut him out. Yeah. <laughs> That's my advice. Um, so, I guess we can move on to, like, the BAFTAs and what do, um, what do you, just, what do you think they mean in general for, um, like, the Oscars? Like, I know we kind of discussed, like, a lot of it and a lot of what we said could apply here just to go over them quickly since we don't want to like bore people to death i think what we're gonna what we're they prove we're gonna see dune have a really good oscars they've given they've opened the door for coda to win because you know uh, in the commonwealth is new zealand so they really could have doubled down and awarded Jane Campion everywhere and the power of the dog and given it to Benedict Cumberbatch and people might have been like, well, that's the British. They're British. But they didn't. And it's the same thing with Belfast. Belfast is kind of, you can stick a fork in it. It's over. Yeah. And Ira, it, it really should have had a better BAFTA than it did. And the fact that it didn't score anything more than British film Tells me it's, it's probably out, yeah. and it, it'll be lucky for even if, if it even gets original screenplay. Yeah, I mean that that was the big shock for me when I was looking through this, and I was like, it lost original, like they didn't give him original screenplay, which which is what I thought they would do as like a as a 
well, we can't give you best director and we're not giving you best film, but we'll give you best screenplay. So it's, it's hard and it's unfortunate, but yeah, it started off so, so strongly, but it didn't have the momentum to stay in there. Yeah. Um, so, um, some, uh, like, I guess we could go on to the, like, the, um, BAFTA winners that are not up for Oscars, like, No Time to Die, One Film Editing, um, which is fun, I guess. Well, the James Bond cool. movies have done pretty well in the past there, so. Yeah. It's not unheard of. I mean, it beat Les Mis. Skyfall beat Les Miserable for best British film. So it's not unheard yeah. of. And the lead actress winner was Joanna Scanlon for After Love. I don't care. Mm. <laughs> I, I wanted I'm it to be going, the. I'm probably going to watch her movie at some point. Yeah, I'll get around to it. It's, it's just, you know, I got like two more movies I need to see. <laughs> <laughs> before I get to the like BAFTA winners like I said it's yeah. it's really whatever they've done clearly isn't working when you can't get Denzel Washington in and one out of like your six nominees for best actress isn't up for the Oscar something is going wrong yeah they've done something wrong also the French Dispatch which we thought would be somewhat of a tech player Got three nominations here, but none of the none of the Oscars. Not even Alejandro Desplat. Which well, sometimes movies just come and go. Unfortunately, that film just didn't land the way uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel did. But I don't, yeah. you know, I still think his time's coming. Yeah. And Wes Anderson was invited into the club, so it, it's it's not all bad for him. Yeah. But I do think, just looking at Best Picture again, just to just wrap it up, um, you know, we've seen a lot of down films, and I think people want to feel better now that code, now that we see like COVID's getting closer to being over for most of us. It's getting a little safer to travel and be out. And Coda is a movie that makes you feel good. <laughs> and sometimes we do see them choose movies that make you just feel good. You know, they, they've awarded Rocky in the past. They, I mean, they used to award musicals. It's kind of the same thing where you're like, this movie just makes you feel good at the end of it. True. So. And. Uh, I don't know. Do we want to talk about like Critics' Choice? Um. I mean, not, there's not really anything to discuss because they didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised that they didn't have a tie for Best Actress, just, no just to cover this quickly. Yeah, that, that's usually one of the things we see. I mean, famously, a few years ago, they had Lady Gaga and Glenn Close tie, and we all know that didn't work out all too well. So I, I was surprised they didn't, like, hedge their bet and have two Best Actress winners. Which proves they're not trying to predict them because if they were, they probably would have had a tie. Yeah. But it's, 
yeah, it's it's looking like Jessica Chastain's turn. The Critics' Choice Award gives her one more award than everyone else. It's hard yeah. to predict anyone else other than maybe Olivia Coleman because she did just win an Emmy as a potential upset. Support out, and her film has support elsewhere. Yeah, her film does. The Eyes of Tammy Faye does. Being the Ricardos does, but I still think that that performance is still a little divisive. Yeah. <sighs> And again, if you could get a lead, two lead acting nomination, three acting nominations, and a writing nomination, you should be able to get into Best Picture. Frankly, yeah, that's that's a big problem. But good for Aaron Sorkin; he's had two really good films back to back. Also, I think it's about television, which still seems like a dirty word to film people, even though we see there's less divide between them anymore. Yeah. Now, if this were the Emmys, I'm sure we'd see a huge sweep for this film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if Amazon had just released it as a TV movie, well, they don't like TV movies anymore, but you know, there might have been a little bit more talk. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, something else I want to talk about maybe this would be a place for us to wrap up as um, the, um, like the whole thing was ABC and the Academy cutting out eight categories from uh, the ceremony. Yeah, my problem with this is that they don't have a long-term plan. They don't have a five to 10 year plan where they, they sat down and they said, okay, here's what we're going to do. And here's what's going to happen for the next five or 10 years. And these are the categories predetermined that this year, these are going to be left out next year. These are going to be left out where maybe I don't agree with it, but at least I know they're, you know, planning something. And then to say, okay, I'm the 95th Oscars and the hundredth Oscars, all categories will be presented. They don't have a plan. They're just flying by the seat of their pants, which is never the right way to make, make plans for something like this. Yeah. And I, I think that the problem is, is that I don't know if Disney has so much control over this. Well, ABC is owned by Disney and ABC yeah. is like the calls all the shots for what gets presented at the Academy, all the creative decisions behind it. Like, and that's what I think. In the production. They, I think that the, what would help is if they had a plan and saying, okay, for the next three to five years, we're going, except for the 95th and the 100th, we're going to try this where we leave out categories. And this year, this, these are the categories. If and we, then they if said, we were going to leave out categories, why don't just leave out the shorts? Well, I, I get three is not a lot, but let's say they did decide they were going to do four or six, but they went ahead and predetermined which year these were going to be left out. So then if Disney was or wasn't in those categories, they couldn't use that as a decider. That's kind of the thing that's got me is it's like, mm -hmm. it's funny how production designs cut, but you kept costumes in there where Cruella, your big Disney property might have a chance of winning, which I also think might, you know, be the thing that hurts it. <laughs> 
So yeah. I, I, I think they would be better off thinking in a little more long-term way where, okay, these are the categories each year. We're not changing them. So if there's history in this category, sorry about your luck. Now, obviously that would probably cause another backlash, but they, they don't think about this long-term. That's why when they tried this the last time, everyone went, oh, whoa, okay. That didn't work. We got to do, you got to try We just got to present all of them on the cat. Present all of them again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. They don't think about this in a long-term situation. Yeah. Uh, they must've been, they must've been talking about it for a while. They were just going to dump this on us at last minute. Well, they didn't want us to have time to mobilize this time. Yeah. That's that's clearly what they didn't want. And and that, unfortunately, the one thing they, they don't understand is ever since Ellen brought that camera into the, the, the auditorium and took that selfie and then posted it on Twitter, the Oscars have changed. They're unaware of the power of social media. Yeah. That's always been the problem is they don't know how to utilize it. A perfect example is they need a consultant who understands the nominees and their histories. If they did that, let's take the year Allison Canning wins, for example. Who else is nominated for, for that film? Who else is also nominated? Aaron Sorkin. Now, Aaron Sorkin isn't your no-face writer. I would have put Aaron Sorkin right behind Allison Canning. So she wins hugs her husband hugs margot robbie but then she hugs aaron sorkin because he's standing up because you know he knows her he's worked with her then you can do a tweet saying hashtag oscar west wing reunion now whether or not that helps abc but people are going to reclick it and go look at it online they don't really care about that kind of stuff and that's where they get a lot of reviews I mean, one of the most like rewatched speeches was Olivia Coleman's because it was an upset. They they just or really don't they could have know how to was like Hacksaw Ridge, Kevin O'Connell. This is his first Oscar. He's like this legendary figure in the sound mixing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they they don't really they don't really know how to utilize it properly. Yeah, and that's that's the that's one of their problems. But they they're almost willing to sacrifice their own audience. Yeah, to try and get these new people who may never have wanted to watch them, regardless of what you nominate. Uh, I'm not of the belief if you nominated Spider Man that it would have. Oh boy, yeah, those people are going to tune in. No, I don't think they would have, because there's too much on TV now that it's not going to happen. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, yeah, that's my two cents on all that. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And I hope they, I hope that this is only, this only lasts one year. And well, they need to get their shit together within six years. If they want to yeah. screw up the 94th Oscars, fine. Knock yourselves out, screw them up. But, they need to the, the the best option for them is to be released by ABC 
and be able to go onto a streaming service. Well, where they'll they'll surely get a huge audience there because they're not going to get that audience mm, from cable TV anymore. It's going to be hard. Cable TV anymore. Well, people do. I I still keep cable TV because in case there's a news thing going on, you know, you you need to (laughs) you need to have. We all need to have CNN or, you know, the local news for every now and then. As corrupt as it is, the weather isn't corrupt, my mom likes to tell me. <laughs> She's like, I'm like, it's owned by this company and it's so wrong. And my mom's like, not the weather. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I get the weather on my phone. She's like, every now and then you need the weather. I'm like, okay. She probably has a point. But I, I ugh, it's hard. It's really hard. And they sacrifice their fans. But I think starting with a host, I hope they've learned their lesson from last year. That would be the best thing is that you can't, you, you can't predict the winners. And you could, there's a, you can't do it. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem that they had with last year is that there's two parts to every award show, what you can control and what is unplanned. And the winners are unplanned, what they're going to say, who wins. And that's where they made their big mistake last year was trying to control what happened, control the winners. So they thought they had this great moment set up. And what happened was it ended on a kerplunk, which no one involved needed to be a part of. Not Chadwick Boseman's widow, not Anthony Hopkins, not the other three nominees whose entire moment was stolen. So is that enough for you? <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's it's a long messy discussion, but yeah, it's it is. But again, hopefully they've learned their first lesson. They double again. down on their stance that they're not going to bow down to pressure. So I'm not going to get my hopes up. Well, I I think sometimes you have to learn from your mistakes. We're all people. I yeah. get that they they're trying to adapt, but I don't think they think long terms. Yeah. And that's their biggest problem. Yeah. Personally, that's my biggest problem is they don't think about this long term because what had yeah, that's that's their biggest problem as far as I can see it is they don't think. They really don't. <sighs> I'm sorry I depressed you. Did oh, you have no, fun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. So um Amanda, um this was a great episode um thank you so much for agreeing to um appear on this podcast to talk about a lot of things with me yeah i'll have to have me back sometime i had fun yeah of course um <laughs> so um how do we find how do we find you um on social media and such you can find me on twitter at miss amanda spears Awesome. So um, you can find me on Twitter at Gabe Joker, on Instagram at Gabe One, my name. Um, you can find uh, the Alternate Oscars Twitter account at Alternate Oscars. 
Um, I also have a Patreon page. I'll uh, post the link in the description below. Um, be sure to rate and review this podcast for visibility's sake. Um, and um, subscribe to whatever server um, you typically use. And I guess until the next episode, sit back and relax. Cheers and enjoy. And thank you for listening to the Ultimate Oscars. <laughs>